night falls on the Pacific, the land of sunshine and surf transforms into a shadowy city of angels, teeming with sinister and surreal forms of entertainment. Interested in exploring this labyrinthine landscape of nighttime terrors? Then come along with us, if you dare. Welcome to the Hollywood Gothic Podcast for Saturday, October 1, 2016. It's only 30 days until Halloween, so it's time to get serious about planning your schedule, and we're here to help. Today's feature will be an interview with Bruce Stanton, owner and operator of the Reign of Terror Haunted House. But first, let's start with reviews of some other Halloween haunts, Paramount Studios' After Dark Tour and the Queen Mary's Dark Harbor, followed by a roundup of what's opening this week. Paramount After Dark, Tales from the Other Side. This is a nighttime version of the year-round studio tour. It covers some of the same territory. However, there is an emphasis on the mysterious, the weird, and the uncanny. There is nothing overtly scary, except for the inherent creepiness of walking through a dark and deserted studio at night. The tour includes several real-life ghost stories involving poltergeist Heather O'Rourke, who filmed on the lot, and Rudolph Valentino, who is interred at the adjacent Hollywood Forever Cemetery. In fact, the second leg of the two-and-a-half-hour tour heads into the cemetery for tales of Hollywood's sordid past and glimpses of the final resting places of Joey Ramone, Mela Vampira Nermi, and others. Though far from sinister, the Paramount After Dark tour is an informative and entertaining alternative to traditional Halloween fare, worth the $99 price tag, which includes complimentary champagne at the beginning and popcorn snacks near the end. Tours take place on Friday and Saturday evenings through November 5. Queen Mary Dark Harbor. This year, the Queen Mary offers three new attractions at Dark Harbor. Intrepid, a maze, Panic, a 4D experience, and Hex, a paintball gallery. Intrepid is an entertaining walk through the foundry where the iron was forged to fashion the Queen Mary. The sets are basically funhouse style. That is, they don't simulate real environments, but they do give an impression of the setting. At least the monsters are aggressive and scary in this one, so it turns out to be a reasonable amount of fun and scares. Panic is a short film in 3D enhanced with in-theater effects, water spray, moving seats, creepy crawlies brushing against your legs. The movie is completely CGI. It's one continuous take simulating the effect of running through a haunted house filled with monsters. The animation style creates a fantasy feeling. It's not really frightening, but it is quite a thrill ride. Hex replaces last year's Anubis Adventure paintball attraction. Unfortunately, the live monsters have been removed, reducing this down to a simple shooting gallery, not worth the additional $5 price above the ticket price for admission. Among the returning attractions, by far the standout is Lullaby, featuring Scary Mary, the ghost of a girl who, according to legend, drowned on board the Queen Mary. The maze has been upgraded with additional scenes and effects, giving a morbid glimpse of Mary's watery death. But the highlight is Mary herself, a ghoulish child who haunts the hallways looking for friends who want to play with her forever. You really should see this one. Dark Harbor runs Thursdays through Sundays in October, plus Halloween night, starting at 7 p.m. Now let's have a look at what's opening this week. The Los Angeles Haunted Hayride is back in the old zoo at Griffith Park. This year's theme is the Society of Samhain. Besides the Hayride, there are walkthrough attractions, trick-or-treat, and Ouija, Origin of Evil. The event runs on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, plus additional weeknights during the final days of October, including Halloween night. Although we haven't seen this one yet, we can guarantee it is a must-see based on past experience. 
Knott's Spooky Farm runs through October. This is the daytime, family-friendly haunt without the frightening stuff at the nighttime Knott's Scary Farm. Kids can dress in costume, walk through a spooky maze, and enjoy shows starring the Peanuts characters. Hours are 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. Beyond Fest runs through October 11th at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood. Highlights include a screening of the Italian horror film The Beyond, with composer Fabio Fritzi providing a live musical accompaniment. Also on the schedule are Sadako vs. Gallego and a 3D upgrade of George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Shocktober runs all month at the new Beverly Cinema in Los Angeles with cult, classic, and exploitation horror films and monster movies. Everything from the original King Kong to the rarely screened rock and roll spoof Son of Dracula, starring Harry Nielsen and Ringo Starr. In addition to the regular evening program, there will be midnight screenings of such titles as Alien and From Dusk Till Dawn on Fridays and Saturdays, plus matinee screenings of kid-friendly fare such as Mad Monster Party on Saturdays and Sundays. You can get more information on on all of these events at our website, hollywoodgothic.com. And now, time for our feature presentation. The Reign of Terror Haunted House opens in Thousand Oaks on October 1. This amazing Halloween attraction started over a decade ago as a home haunt. Now it's ensconced over Gold's Gym in the Jan's Marketplace, where it has grown to include not only its original Victorian haunted mansion, but also numerous subdivisions, an asylum, a fun house, and many others. All of them are part of a single walkthrough experience for a single admission price, making it the best deal of any haunted attraction in Southern California. During a press night preview last week, we recorded an interview with proprietor Bruce Stanton talking about the haunt's history and approach. This interview took place on location at the Reign of Terror, so we apologize for any background audio. Bruce Stanton, Halloween 2016. We're talking about what's new at Reign of Terror. Most obviously, brand new section, Infected. How did that come about? Well, I think it's just, you know, we've been putting a little bit of resistance to it, but, you know, the zombie craze, the walking dead, the fear of the walking dead seems to be going strong. So we really wanted to kind of incorporate something with zombies. We think it's a great addition for actors and good hands-on and in-your-face, and I think it always scares people. So it made sense. So Infected is a is a factory that everything seemed to be okay. We've got a very disgruntled employee that hijacked some toxic material and planted his revenge on the factory. And when you come... That'll make more sense, but uh, we've got some pretty cool things to see in, in, in Infected. So that single-handedly was the largest addition, but we've added on to uh, pretty big chunks onto some of the other attractions we had. So right from the queue line until you exit the haunted house, you're going to constantly be seeing new animation, new actor roles, new rooms, new setting, new lighting, and then, of course, our whole new section. Okay, let me ask you a question. Uh, this may be impossible to answer, but I'm going to throw it at you anyway. A lot of new stuff. You do know that the people who go through this thing, they're scared silly and their memories are scrambled. Do you ever have people go through like the next year and say, well, I didn't see anything new and it's just because it's not it's not sinking into the brain cells because they're we, too freaked we out? We get it all the time. And I mean, even more so we get it like people come out because we like to kind of question people and ask what was their... What did they like? What did they see? What were big impressions? Because, you know, we want to we, we make sure if they see something they like that, you know, we continue to improve on it and add more things like it. So we'll refer to certain things and we get people all the time that say, I didn't see that. And these are major things in the haunted house. So so their head was clearly buried into the person in front of them and they plowed through. But I think they had a great time. They got scared. They got entertained. They laughed. They screamed. So that's our that's really our goal. We want people just to have a great time. Well, I'll confess, the first time I went through the year you had Blood Manor, I came out and I asked, it wasn't you, it was someone else, so 
did I did I bypass Blood Manor? Where was it? It's like, and they took me back to it, and I'm like, oh well, of course I saw that. It just did not sink in the first time. Um, I want to ask about Infected. It, in a way, it seems like vaguely similar to the section you already had about containment, and it's nice because it seems to lead into that. It's like a smooth transition. It really does, and in fact, we've built on it even more so. So one of the problems that we're running into, I mean, and a big claim to Reign of Terror's fame is that we're letting you in in smaller groups. Well, with 95 rooms and 18,000 square feet, it's getting harder and harder to keep you in those individual groups. So what we've incorporated into the haunted attraction, because we have a full camera system in the haunted house now, so we can monitor where flow is and we can make sure that we're increasing your quality of show if we see people are bunching up. But there is areas where people notoriously bunch up. And in an infected, that area, or in quarantine, that is one of them. So in the front of quarantine, we now have kind of a requeuing area where you're going to go through a scene where you may or may not be or need to be quarantined if you got infected. So it'd be kind of a neat thing. I think people will get along. It's, you know, it's, it's straightforward, a lot of fun. There's no bags on your heads. This is something that I think people are going to enjoy. Everybody at any age, but yet it keeps them engaged so they're not waiting, but they're still entertained. But yet it allows us to kind of redisperse you so you have that intimate experience as you're going through the haunted house. Obviously, we're on press night, so you don't have actors. It's just animatronics and effects. Do you realize how creepy this thing is, even without the actors in it? I, it is. It's very cool. But that, you know, that the actors just really put the icing on the cake. They really bring this place to life. But... I think we do a pretty darn good job with the different sounds. We have a lot of animations throughout the haunted house, so they'll never replace an actor, but they're a great compliment to an actor. Could you talk a little bit about the evolution of Reign of Terror? When it started, it was classic Victorian haunted house, haunted mansion kind of thing. Very much into the atmosphere, old school Halloween kind yes. of thing. So I assume that's what you really loved, and yet it's expanded to become other things along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the whole basis of the of the haunted house is that it has unique themes. Now it's one walk through haunted attraction because we don't have the space to have six different queue lines or run you through six different setups. Given with what we've got, we have to do a single line through. But each one of the haunted houses or each one of the themes is to target a unique level of fear. So what we're offering now is the fun house because so many people have fear and scared of clowns. Me personally, I'm not a huge fan of clowns. I'm not a huge fan of that element, but I feel that we're at the point now with the size and what we're offering that it's an element that we need to incorporate. So it's the same thing kind of with Blood Manor, which is more blood and gore. Now there's a certain level in which we're gonna go with something and we feel, I mean, within the traditional realm of a haunted house is where we're gonna stay. So unfortunately, I think at the size we are to stay just with that Victorian theme, I don't know that we can keep it fresh enough in the size that we are. So we had to start branching into other areas and other things. Right. So what was the inspiration for the additions? Was it feedback from fans? Oh, you need some chainsaws, not just ghosts? Or A little bit. And then also just kind of thinking about what people are afraid of. I mean, people are you know, afraid of spiders. People are afraid of blood. People are afraid of clowns. People are afraid of dark and claustrophobic spaces, the creepy, the macabre. So each one of those, we just try to put it in its own element. So that's the dominant theme. Now, of course, we're going to have theatrical lighting and different things in a lot of the haunted houses, but the main kind of fear we try to highlight in each one of the six attractions. The classic themed haunted house is still the largest of all the haunted houses because that's where I'm rooted in the traditional haunted mansion type of haunted house. I mean, that's where my true love and passion is, but... 
We so, cater to the masses. <laughs> so if you could get in a time machine and go back and talk to yourself 10 years ago and say, there's going to be a blood manor in here. Yeah. What do you think your 10-year self before? I, I, I mean, I, when I used to do this in my house, I refused to have blood or gore. I refused to have clowns. I would have said no. However, if I had gone back in the time machine and told myself what this thing was going to believe, what it was going to be, I would have never, ever believed it. <laughs> I would have said no. So, I mean, we absolutely love what it's at. We love doing it. We have a great team. We have a great staff. It's it's just a lot of fun. The energy and the excitement is still there. I was telling people earlier, we already know what we want to do next year. And these are all the things that make for a successful and a great haunted house, is the fact that the excitement and the energy is there. Because it's the passion. It's the attention to detail. It's the thousands of things that you guys didn't even see. And if you went through 10 times, you would still see things that you didn't recognize that what makes a good haunted house great. And that's what we feel we have. Because we want to change it up enough that no one feels disappointed if they come year after year, that they truly feel that it was exciting, that it was fresh, it was new. I saw a lot of different stuff. But we also know that people are going to come through and see things that have been there for years that just never saw it because of a scare, because of whatever it was. So we know that you have to go through this house multiple times before you feel before you've totally figured it out where's the line between staying in the realm of haunted house fears and moving into realist more realistic fears public speaking and terrorism things like that well so 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 the thing is so we're we're a tradition i mean i use this word a lot because i feel that the industry is kind of changing around we're a traditional walk through haunted attraction so what you would have seen um, I mean, if we had to model ourselves towards something else, what you'll see kind of at Universal Studios, that's the level of fear and excitement we want. Because we want people to have as much fun as they do scared. And the thing is, is the more your friends get scared, the funner you have. That's, that's the world we want to be in. We don't want to be in the world where people are truly afraid. And that's where we draw the line. We want to be in a fantasy world. It's, it's all fun. People are scared and they're followed by laughter. That's success for us. Not where they're scared and they're followed by relief because they truly did get hurt. You get out and see the competition. Do you think you're like last man standing as far as traditional haunt along these lines? Pretty close. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, I mean, I think in Southern California, it's very, very difficult for a, a kind of pop-up, and I hate to use the word pop-up, but more of a, a private enterprise haunted attraction to survive in Southern California. I mean, with Universal and Knots and Six Flags and Queen Mary, you know, you've got major, major theme park type competition. So, but unfortunately, in the kind of traditional haunted attraction, I mean, we're, we seem to be getting less and less every year. But I think this is cyclical. I mean, it's, it, there, there more and more will pop up. Oh, so, yeah, you kind of anticipated my next question, which is, has the middle dropped out of the haunt business? You're either multi-million dollar theme park or you're a home haunt, and it must be hard for someone in between to compete. Well, I think it's extremely hard in California because, I mean, real estate, you know, to have a space, and, and as the, you know, the stronger the economy does, these strip malls and open spaces are gonna start disappearing. You know, as the circuit cities get acquired and Mervins and these, theme, you know, these big, large box stores get filled, you know, the haunted house that moves in, there's really not space for them. And at a dollar to two dollars a square foot, this is a 30,000 square foot space. Our rent would be $60,000 a month. That's $720,000 a year. So we would never be able to survive. But I also feel that the more extreme haunted attractions have already altered what they're offering, telling me that it's, things are already moving in that next direction. You know, I think Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones 
and classic music will always be popular. What was the biggest surprise about that transition from I'm doing this for fun in my house to it's kind of a business, not a for-profit business, but still? Well, I mean, I think the big thing, because it's it wasn't one day I was this, the next day I was that, it's been all the different, the, the years of building up. But I mean, it's just, it's amazing. I mean, I, I sell dental implants as a full-time job. That's my career. I've been in the dental implant business for 20 years. Operating this haunted house in October, the amount of time it takes, it's all the little, all the I's and all the T's that need crossing. It's unbelievable. Just this event, getting going and, you know, getting kind of starting up again in the season, that's what's always surprised me is how many things need to be done and how many people need to just be there. You, you can't do it yourself. I, I, I used to have a rule that if I couldn't do it myself, I wasn't going to do it. That was when it was a home haunted house because I wanted to make sure I didn't bite off more than I could chew. Well, now that's totally not the case. And I mean, I've got a core group of people that, you know, that live and breathe this haunted house to make sure that it is the best it can be from start to finish. And that's been the, the biggest thing is how much goes in behind the scenes. The littlest of things you know, making sure that people are taken care of and making all the different things that need to be done. It's right. oh, unbelievable. You think you're done and then you just look and you've got a laundry list. What would you say to someone who's living in Los Angeles, contemplating the drive out to uh, Thousand Oaks? Why should they come here? You know, that's a fantastic question and that's really the million dollar question we're trying to answer. So for those of you that are away from the Thousand Oaks area or don't even know where we are, don't want to make the drive, this is a haunted house that I guarantee you, you're going to have an incredible experience. Uh, you're coming to the Jans Marketplace, you're going to come with maybe high, maybe low expectations, but I guarantee you will exceed your expectations. You're going to have a traditional haunted house experience the way haunted house experiences were originally designed, and that is a more intimate group. You're going to go through with your friends, you're going to scream, you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, but you're going to have a great time. You're not going to be rushed and you're going to be able to run through this event as if it's just you, which is going to really make it scary. I want to thank Bruce Stanton for chatting with us about Reign of Terror. I also want to point out that although Reign of Terror is a non-profit fundraiser, it is every bit as good as any professional Halloween haunt. We highly recommend you make the drive out to Thousand Oaks. Hours of operation are on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays starting at 7 p.m. There are also lights-on, kid-friendly tours from 1 to 4 p.m. on October 22nd and 29th. Tickets are $19 for general admission and $30 for Fast Pass. The address for Jan's Marketplace is 197 North Moore Park Road in Thousand Oaks. Look for the Reign of Terror box office in the outdoor food court. You can learn more about Reign of Terror by visiting rothauntedhouse.com or check out hollywoodgothic.com for reviews and videos of the haunt. This podcast is copyright 2016 Steve Podrosky. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the dark.